Hi, everyone. Welcome to Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. Uh, today is um, May 24th, 2022, and uh, this will be episode 131, season six. And today I will talk about the Dixie Square Mall that was located in Harvey, Illinois, and it had a quite a history. And I will uh, talk about its beginning and during what happened to it and uh, its aftermath. It's very intriguing and very, uh, like I said, very interesting. <laughs> Sorry about that. Also, I'll talk about a few items I posted last week on my uh, Facebook page on Van Chicago Land. And uh, right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Mug Lunch. And it's from Betty Crocker. And here's a commercial from 1979. Enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Wow, macaroni and cheese. Mine's spaghetti. Beef noodles. My wife's a magician. The trick is new mug lunch from Betty Crocker. Three tasty hot dishes you make in a mug, one helping at a time. Just add boiling water, wait four minutes, stir, and eat. Spaghetti and rich tomato sauce. Creamy macaroni and cheese. Hearty beef noodles. Also delicious, it isn't magic that makes them disappear. Mug-a-Lunch, new from Betty Crocker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Mugga Lunch. Uh, I remember this uh, food item very well when I was growing up. I never had it. And uh, as it said in the commercial, they had three kinds. Uh, they had, uh, well, three meals. Macaroni, cheese, spaghetti, so- uh, spaghetti with sauce, and beef noodles and gravy. Uh, I like the macaroni cheese. That sounds good. Um, you know, I was in the hospital about last month, and one of the uh, lunch, uh, the items on the menu was uh, macaroni and cheese. I haven't had it in a long time, so I I got that, and it was pretty good. You know, I didn't eat all of it because I still didn't have an appetite, but it was fine. And uh, but uh, the Muggle Lunch uh, lasted through the 80s. And it was like, yeah, it started late 70s, uh, all through the, throughout the 80s. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I don't know what other kinds they used. Yeah, other, um, maybe they did uh, later on. I'm not sure. But those were the three main uh, meals that Muggle Lunch provided. So uh, according to the internet, some people loved it. Some people thought it was terrible. But, you know. Depends on your taste, on people's taste, that is. So, oh, well, <laughs> that's how it is. It's just like, it reminds me of uh, Lipton's cup of soup. That's what it does. It, you know, it reminds me of that. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I sa- said I will talk about Dix- Dixie, the Dixie Square Mall, excuse me, in Harvey, Illinois. And I will do last week's uh, post on Van Chicago. And I will do that first. Uh, first, I'll mention... Uh, my health, uh, briefly, I'm doing much better. Everything's doing fine. Uh, at the end, at the end of the week, I will go for a blood test, 
And then uh, because, well, the doctor said I would go Monday, but he forgot it's Memorial Day. So that's closed. So I'll go Friday. And then uh, when I go see him on June 1st, next Wednesday, we'll discuss the procedure that I'll have. It'll be scheduled June 9th. And uh, I hope it's sooner because I, I, one, I'm not looking forward to it, but I want to get it over and done with so I can move on. And hopefully I would be much better, but I'm doing okay. Uh, I have the kidney stone and uh, I, I don't feel any pain at all. Nothing. I'm okay. All right. Now we'll talk about uh, last week's post of the Ashikawa Land. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode, but I will anyway. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Uh, I found a receipt on eBay from Canfield Soda from 1964. And it was interesting. They list all the uh, wonderful uh, sodas, all the flavors, like 50-50, uh, ginger ale, root beer, uh, they had orange, grape, orange soda, grape, uh, grape sodas, I think. Um, remember, it was honeybee soda. Uh, Diet chocolate fudge was not there. <laughs> not yet. And uh, let's see what else. They had punch, cream soda, strawberry, strawberry, lemon lime. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, cola flavor. Forgot about that. And uh, there was a flavor called Uptown. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. I don't remember that at all. Uh, I had to look it up. I think somebody told me it was like lemon lime, because uh, I I created a video about Canfields, a four part video. You can find it on YouTube under my name, Picastanis. But I did not include Uptown. It got away from me. So whoops, <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, and uh, once I posted this. Uh, receipt on my page a lot of people say yeah can't feel still around you know elsewhere las vegas uh, california blah 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 okay i know but it, we're talking about chicago you know the, the original the best you know the very best now today is like yeah okay but it's from a different company now and but it's not like here where it was well known and made in chicago all right Let's see what else we got. Do, 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 do. Uh, last week was, uh, yeah, on the same day as the 10th anniversary of Van Chicago Land, it was also the 100th birthday of WGN Radio. And uh, they celebrated that all day on the tel on television, of course, on radio. And I found a newspaper administration handbook from the Chicago Tribune. And I thought it had something to do with the radio. But I go, it's sort of like that, but it really was for the newspaper. Because that's where they got uh, the call letters for radio. It was World's Greatest Newspaper from Chicago Tribune. And uh, I was a guest on WGN Radio back in October 2014 when my Facebook page uh, really took off. I was invited by uh, Bill and Wendy. That's Bill Leff and Wendy Snyder, two wonderful people. And they interviewed me. It was called Chicago Extinct businesses at the time you can still listen to it it's still on online if you do a search on wgn radio with chicago extinct businesses i am it's there and you can hear me um i'm very nervous on the radio i'm not i'm, not, I'm such a novice you know i'm such a beginner so i tried my best you know but i had fun i really have fun and uh, let's see what else oh i had a creature features ad from friday and it was the 1941 movie, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Now, this starred Spencer Tracy, 
not the original one. That was 1932 that starred Frederick March. And uh, he, he was a wonderful actor. He played that role beautifully. And uh, it was like a horror movie. But Dr. S uh, excuse me, Spencer Tracy played this. He was okay, but I preferred the older one. And uh, there were other movies made, but uh, it was very good. But uh, that started with Ingrid Bergman. And I think somebody else, I can't remember. I can't think of it. Alana Turner. <laughs> and, but the first one, uh, 1932, that starred Frederick March and I think Miriam Hopkins. Uh, that was That's a classic. They showed that on TCM. And I don't know if they showed it on Creature Features. Maybe they did. I don't remember. You know, I never saw... I, I never saw the movie on Creature Feet. I've seen the movies uh, elsewhere. So it's a classic story, classic horror movie, horror movie story, you know, horror story, excuse me. It's, it's great. It, it holds it holds, it holds up today. You know, it's wonderful. But it was scary when I was a kid when I watched it. Also, I, I posted an ad for Dressel's Bakery from 19, May 17, 1987, and people still miss this place. They miss this bakery, and so do I. You know, with the chocolate fudge cake with the whipped cream. Uh, you could still get that at Wolf's Bakery in Evergreen Park on 95th Street. I have not gotten it yet. I heard it's pricey. Someone told me 30 bucks. That's a lot. I don't know if it tastes the same. Some people claim it does. Some people say no. But I don't know. I have to be the judge for myself. I have to go see or buy the cake and eat it. And then if I, I will someday... And then if I do, maybe I'll do it on, and then I'll say it on the podcast. You know, I tried this cake and it, it's almost identical to the original recipe. I haven't, it, you know, it's been years since I had that, you know, a lot of people. Uh, last time I had it was uh, probably in college. And uh, my mother used to buy this cake at Jewel. Uh, there was a Jewel at Fort City. Also, there was a Jewel on 84th and Pulaski on the south side. And uh, I think it's sometimes at Dominic's that was found. But they also had outlet stores. And they had an outlet store on 91st and Cicero in Oakland. I remember that. But uh, all of them gone. That's a shame. Also, I posted a uh, postcard of Evanston, Illinois. The It was not the downtown area. It was on Sherman Avenue where the, there was the Varsity Theater. A lot of people remember that. And uh, I said it was from 1960, but the thing is, it was postmarked 1960. Actually, the postcard, the photo is from the 50s. That's what it looks like. Some people said that. I apologize. And uh, it's real cool. Uh, I haven't been to Evanston in a long time. I like it, but it's changed so much. And that's what people claim. And once Old Orchard opened in Skokie, the business has suffered a little bit. That's what I've heard, according to some people. And uh, it's still a desirable place to shop. And they have wonderful restaurants. I like it. It's by the lake. You have Northwestern University. It's a beautiful campus. You know, I haven't been there in a, a while, but I, I like that over there. And the homes are gorgeous along the lake. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, let's see. What else? Uh, yesterday, I posted a menu called Mr. Chicken. Never heard of this place. I made a goof. I put the address 14 West Superior. It wasn't West Superior. It was West Division. I, it was late at night, and I couldn't see very well. I was tired. Superior was the phone number. It was the telephone exchange. <laughs> uh, some people remember this place. Uh, it was from probably late 50s, early 60s, probably the 60s. Uh, I never did. And, uh, you know, it was cheap. And it's, it sounded delicious. They had roasted chicken 
broasted shrimp dinner and perch. I like perch. And uh didn't last long, so uh, sounded good. You know, fast food back then was tastier and good. Now, eh, it's okay. Still get hankering, but it's not like the old days. <laughs> okay. So, that's all for the post, and now I will discuss Dixie Square Mall. And uh, first off, I never shopped there. Never went there. Uh, I used to hear about it when I was a kid and from people. And uh, I will start its beginning. And I also found a directory of the mall that had the stores listed at the time. And uh, so I'll do a quick run through of the history and then I will do the directory. And uh, maybe it'll bring back memories of the places. Uh, some people still miss it. It was very unique at the time. Okay. So uh, the mall opened in 1966. And uh, it was located at 153rd, excuse me, 151st Street and Dixie Highway. It's a street, that's a road down there. And uh, the mall had uh, uh, department store anchors. It had uh, Montgomery Ward, <coughs> excuse me, Montgomery Ward, J.C. Penney. It had Woolworths and Walgreens and Jewel. It had a, yeah, it had a grocery store. Turnstile came later, 1970, and uh, they had a big fanfare when it opened, and uh, it was only an, it was only operating for about 12 years, very short time. And it, it had when it was built, it was it was plagued with problems from the beginning. It really was. I, I think it's jinxed for some reason, and uh, it closed about. 1978 or 79, and uh, there's a story about, uh, we know we know about the Blues Brothers, I'll get into that in a moment, and in, in all the, into the decades where it just, uh, when it was vacant, it just fell apart, and it just got worse, and it was in disrepaired, and uh, they just left it idle, and finally it was uh the demolition started in February 12, and it was completed the same year. And uh, now it's an empty, now it's a brownfield. It's empty. It's gone. There were plans to rebuild it all throughout the years. Nothing came of it. Uh, there was no nothing su successful. I don't know. It just uh, there was a lot of uh, bureaucracy, a lot of uh, political stuff going on. I don't know the whole details about that, but I don't know. It's just uh, they wanted to build something there. Uh, there was a rumor they were going to build a Walmart or Target. Nothing. Nothing happened. Okay. So here we go. Uh, before the mall, it was a, it was called the former, it was called the Dixie High Nine Hole Golf Course. It was a golf course then. Okay. I didn't know that. And the construction started in about 1964, very late in the year. And uh, believe it or not, they had a store opening. I know it, the the um, uh, like the grand opening was in 1966, but uh, they had like a soft opening when Montgomery Ward opened in '65 in October. And uh, they had a, an open with 36 stores, and they had a time capsule, and it was sealed, and it was placed by Mel Torme. Do you remember his, uh, the singer? You know, he was from Chicago. The Velvet uh, 
what was it called? The Velvet Fog, or his name? You know, he was a good singer. He, he's best well known as on Night Court. He played Harry Anderson's father. <laughs> a lot of people, the from the 80s, but uh, he was a good singer and uh, also was there was Carmelita Pope. She was a famous uh, actress, you know, from Chicago. She's famous for doing a lot of commercials. I remember she did Pam commercials, you know, with uh, non-sticking Pam. You can find that on YouTube. And uh, the grand opening celebrations featured uh, a lot of people. There was uh, Homer and Jethro. They were a duo. they, They were probably in the 60s and some other uh, people and also Ned Lock, Ringmaster Ned from Bozo Circus. He was there. I think that was, I had an ad somewhere and he was, uh, had that. And uh, they added more stores by 1968. And uh, so, uh, yeah, like I said before, Turnstile was added in 1970. Okay. So I have the directory right here. Uh, this is from the when it was open. I, I didn't find a directory that would later on. So I'll just do that. And uh, so here are some uh, businesses that were there. I'll read off a few. And let's see. So I'll read off some that you that you you can recognize, and a lot of people know. And there was a Fannie Mae candy store. There was a Harvard ha- Harvest House restaurant. We had the one in Fort City. Remember that? They also had Hickory Farms. Remember that? Kenny Kenny Family Shoes. Remember Kenny Shoes? You know, with Ken Berry dancing <laughs> in the commercials. Yeah, he was good. Good shoe store. About a lot of shoes there. Radio Shack, Richmond Brothers. Do you remember that? Okay, they had a florist uh, shop, shoe repair, uh, like a beauty salon. They had Carol's Menswear. Remember Carol's? They had a barber shop. Mary Lester Fabrics, remember that? A lot of women remember that. That was in the early 70s. Okay. They had Poporos there. I did not know that. Yeah. And the record a record store. They had a record store at Poporos. They had jewelry stores, uh, Wurlitzer. I had a Wurlitzer store in Fort City. I remember that. They had a restaurant called Armand's. Uh, they had a Baskin Robbins. There was a other shoe store called Burt's Shoes. I remember that. Uh, they had a cocktail lounge. There's also a store called Cover Girl. I remember it. I've seen it somewhere. I'm on the north side. Other shoe stores, they had Hardy Shoes, Howard's Family Apparel. Uh, let's see. Robin Hood Shoes. Uh, Shift Shoes, where, where I lived in Roseland, that was a shoe store. It was below us in our apartment where my dad owned. And, uh, you know, they were from Columbus, Ohio. But uh, they had stores all over the Chicago line area. Yeah, they had good shoes. They had a bowling center. No, I'm sorry, sewing center. It, yeah, they had a singer store where they, you know, for the sewing machines. They had a card shop. They also had uh, a Watlands camera. A lot of people, some people might remember that. Uh, they had a currency exchange, and uh, also that you you took a place where your kids can get pictures, you know, family pictures. Uh, let's see what else. He also had a post office and a bank, the first state bank of Harvey. All right. So um, by the early 70s, it got, crime was increasing and it uh, it got worse. As time went on, there was a lot of uh, incidents that happened. Some people got shot. Uh, a woman got raped 
and uh, there was a teenage girl that got strangled. That's horrible, horrible. Mm. It got worse, you know. And uh, a lot of people didn't go because they were scared to death to go there. It's frightening. I understand that. And uh, so they lost many stores from 1973 to 1978, and McGarmy Ward closed. That was the first one that closed in 76. Turnstile closed in 78. I don't know what the other ones did. They tried to uh, renovate it, bring it back to life. didn't work. <laughs> so they failed. And uh, so it was down to 20 stores. And then the mall just closed officially in November 1978. And J.C. Penney was the last anchor. And that closed about in January 1979. So that's when it was closed. And uh, also there was shoplifting and there was theft. Horrible, you know. At the time, when it closed, the there was the, the school district used that as a school location because they, they were building a new school. And they, they were there for two years. And then uh, they turned the turnstile store into a gymnasium. Interesting. I never knew that. And then all of a sudden, around 1979, John Landis, the, direct, the movie director, who I think he directed uh, Animal House, uh, wanted to make the movie Blues Brothers. And uh, he got permission, I think he did, you know, at, at the at the village of Harvey to film it. And uh, they did, and they were there. And then they re, like, they brought it back to life, you know, as a real mall, even though it wasn't. And uh, you remember the scene in the movie where they're being pursued by the police. And uh, it's it's hilarious. And they're running through the stores. And you, you notice there was a jewel, Toys R Us. I don't think Toys R Us was there. We just added that. And other stores. And then if you watch the movie real closely, you can see all the businesses there. I'm going to see it again. And it was hilarious. That's a hilarious scene. And the, all the merchandise, they crashed through. It fell on the floor. Ah, oh, awful. <laughs> yeah, they were chased by the state police troopers, you know. And... um it was a mess, you know, but it's still a funny place. And uh, so I don't know if it was like complaints about it. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. But uh, because they filmed it in Chicago, they also did that in the city and somewhere in the South Shore Country Club. And uh, Jane Byrne was mayor at the time. She said, oh, I don't mind. Go ahead. She was a good sport about it. <laughs> And uh, so they filmed that movie there. And then later on, when it was abandoned, it got very, it got neglected. It was damaged by vandalism. It just got worse and worse. They took any, you know, they took anything that wasn't nailed down. They just grabbed everything. They took the sign um, that was removed. And uh, that's awful. Like that, and uh, they started tearing down bit by bit in, uh, during the '80s, and uh, they want to build a construction for a new police police station. Uh, that didn't happen. They halted it because uh, they they found a asbestos. A I can't say the word, you know, and uh, that's dangerous now. It has been for a while, and uh, so it was a crime magnet. There was gangs and drugs in there. It was horrible. And uh, they just ruined it. It was it, it was a dump. It was awful. But it's fascinating. You know what's about this mall? It's fascinating of its history. You, if you went there and you walk around, it's like wow. 
It really was. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. But in the 90s, they uh, there were trees growing around. They had a fire in there. And some uh, the Woolworth store was still there, but uh, the, the fire broke out there and it uh, destroyed the building and caused the roof to cave in. You know, so it's uh, it's it's horrible. And so this the suburb hurry trying to decide what to do with this property. And there were a lot of plans. They want to turn it into uh, a YMCA or another big box like Costco or Kohl's or Target. Nothing, you know, at least to bring jobs in the area, but that didn't happen. And uh, so they decided to tear it down, all of it. And uh, they did that in 2012 and they demolished it, everything. So it's gone. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do with it now. It's still uh, an empty lot. So it's a shame. So What's fascinating about this place is you can go on the internet. They there's a website called deadmalls.com and there's a history of the of the Dixie Square Mall. And there's other sites like that. There's videos and they find this mall fascinating. And not just in Chicago, but from the country. You know, they love that. So that's uh, interesting. Okay. So, uh so hopefully they'll build something soon over there. They need it. Okay, so uh, that is all for today. Uh, uh, I did a recap of last week's uh, post on Van Chicagoland and also talked about the Dixie Square Mall in Harvey, Illinois. All right, and I will do another podcast uh, this weekend, you know, Memorial Day weekend, maybe one or two. It's going to be busy. So this is Pete Costanz, your host of Van Chicagoland Stories, and uh, thank you for joining me. I had a fun time uh, talking about this. I find it fa- I still find it fascinating of the subject. So bye-bye for now for me. And here's Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. A little traveling music to he, that's joined in with him. So, uh, so long, everyone. Take care. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>